Welcome to the third season of Pop Culture Elevator. You might get off on the wrong floor, but it'll still be the right one. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to follow the rabbit down some deeper holes, and we might just make it to Wonderland. That's the adventure we're looking for. We will deep dive into some newer films, but also take a look at some of our older favorites. No movie is too big or too small for us to handle, and hey, we'll even have time to talk about film news and our favorite celebrities. That's why we're the hosts of Pop Culture Elevator. Now let's, let's get, get this show on the road. And passengers, we'd love for you to message us. So if you'd like to, you can reach us at a few different places. Our email is popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is PCE Podcast. Instagram is at popcultureelevator. Facebook is facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. When Mark and I talk about pop culture, we have a hard time censoring ourselves. So there are spoilers. Some of these spoilers are many years old and some only a few days old. We just want you to know what you're getting into. So if you haven't seen the movie we were talking about, you might want to pause this and watch said film. This is your spoiler warning. Welcome back, passengers, to this mullet-filled episode of Pop Culture Elevator. That's right. And as always, today's episode and season three is brought to you by Precise Public Adjusting. If you're having trouble with a property loss claim, give them a call to make sure that your insurance carrier treats you the way that they agreed to. Once again, it's Precise Public Adjusting at 817-992-5040. And make sure you let them know Pop Culture Elevator sent you. Please do. So, uh, Mark and I are talking about the uh, political satire disasterama movie. Yes. Uh, Don't look up. Don't look up. Uh, I think this movie is got so many layers of everything. I mean, even in the title, it's like, don't look up facts. (laughs) You know, like, it's just like, wow. Uh, It's a... It's a crazy satire, I gotta say. It's a weird one because it's really gonna, it's really cut people down the middle. Uh, Absolutely. I, I almost think it's just Republican and uh, Democrat cut down the middle. I don't know. Um, yeah, or essentially. Liberal right wing. I don't, you know, it's, it's yeah, uh, liberal, conservative. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. It's interesting uh, how the movie goes about it. Adam McKay. Um, he doesn't do subtle uh, ever. And that's okay for this. I do like that. This is not needing to be subtle at all uh, Mm -hmm. because it is basically saying, Hey, I am what I am. I'm a political satire. Yeah. Uh, And it just, I feel like it works. uh, 95% of the movie. 95. Yeah. I don't know. It's not a perfect movie. Uh, What would have made it a perfect movie? Because I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like this movie is so stressful. Uh, well, the first hour is really stressful. And, yeah, and uh, but I mean, it hits the nail on the head. Like, oh I yeah. Mean, I, I mean, just just the fact that like you leave the movie depressed because reality is that it's. <laughs> It's pretty spot on. That's about the only thing you can like say about this movie that's not good. Oh, I just felt like uh, the five percent was. Uh, it is, um, so, and this is not a bad thing. Just saying, it's so yeah. in your face, and I know it's supposed yeah. to be, but uh, maybe just a little, a little bit, a little bit of rolling it back, just a tiny bit, might have made it. Uh, less ridiculous, but I think they were probably going for the ridiculous, and that's fine. You know, I just think that if you don't drive this home, it comes off as not funny and just like a slap in the face, like, you know, like a a bad slap in the face as opposed to like a gag slap in the face. It's It was really funny. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, it was really funny going back and looking at kind of like after I watched it, going through the reviews, because I really didn't see much about it. Um, I didn't read much about it before I watched it and I totally forgot it came out until you had said, Hey, let's, let's watch this. Um, uh-huh. and so, uh, reading about it after watching it, cause I knew that I heard something controversial and it's just like a lot of people just didn't think that Adam McKay pulled it off. And they, a lot of people said like, we'd rather it be more subtle. Like, I don't know. I don't think that's, yeah. that's, I'm, I'm okay with the way that it wasn't. You know, I think that has to go uh, like has to do with 
the receiver of the message of this movie. So if they got slapped in the face in a bad way, the, you know, like that, this kind of goes against our politics or whatever, or or illuminates the how people perceive yeah. their politics from the other perspective. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I wish it was more subtle. Uh, but, you know, if this had been like, I'm proud to be an American, they would have been like, I want more. I need fireworks. Sure. You know, they probably really liked the battleship scene <laughs> where this, she addresses the nation. Oh, God, that was and, you know, like you're like, that part was perfect. More of that. You know, you know sorry to keep doing it. Sad country about voice. this. <laughs> what? uh, what's sad? Uh, what's sad about this movie is that uh, so you've got this movie that's entirely fake, but then you've got Borat, which like puts himself into situations that are like this. And I just kept yeah. making the parallels to the Borat sequel where he yeah. goes to the rally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Giuliani meeting. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, but oh, that's subsequent. The, where they're out yeah. at the rally meeting. And uh-huh. those, those two guys are like, oh, we'll take you back to our house and go drinking. Oh, yeah. 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 The- <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, this movie is is about uh, Je- well, it's got Jennifer Lawrence and Leo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio is a doctor uh, of astrology and uh, astronomy. A doctor of astronomy. Yeah, he studies trace gases in uh, dead galaxies. And, and Jennifer Lawrence is a... Um, a doctor doctoral candidate and she happens to pick up uh a meteorite and uh they're really excited because now she gets to name it after herself uh was it dibiaski yes yeah uh, Div- and it's a Dibiaski. comet not a meteorite that's Sorry. really small comet and um it's a huge comet it's like nine kilometers uh across mm-hmm and at first they can't tell it's like five to ten and then they yeah. finally tell you nine and they're really excited about it because again it's just it's cool it's a, it's a comet and they're like this is awesome uh we can name it after dibiaski and and then they start doing calculations of its curve and all that and they realize that it's actually headed straight to earth yeah and and just for scale the nine kilometers i think is like two to three kilometers bigger than the comet that killed the asteroids I have to kill the, the dinosaurs. Kill the dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up nine kilometers in miles. That is uh, five miles long. So uh, for all of us who don't uh, know our metric system as well as we you know, should, maybe. Mm-hmm. Should a kilometer be. is a lot. You should know that, right? Yeah, well, I know it's that much. I just didn't know exactly a how thousand much. meters. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah. Uh, they go they, it's a planet killer yeah oh it's an extinction level event mm-hmm. and so they go and they they try to talk to the president and the president kind of blows them off like oh we'll have our harvard because they're from michigan state uh-huh. uh and they're like oh we'll have our harvard people our yale people check this out well, well hold on a second because i really i really love the beginning of this of where oh, okay go ahead they're they're figuring out like, oh, we found this comet. Like, this is something that does not belong in the sky. They're studying uh, everything. Uh, I believe they're studying the expansion of the universe. And so uh, that Dibiaski is looking at a portion of the sky and she notices, hey, there's, for one, there's there's something that's supposed not supposed to be there, but it's also moving. And so they go into this this you know celebration we found something let's figure out what it's doing so they start calculating its trajectory and um everything's all exciting and uh you know leo dicaprio is like what do we do and he's a carl sagan nerd he picks up the figurine and he's like we go back to like first principles and uh i i, I think it's funny they use carl sagan uh but uh yeah, so they start calculating it, and Jennifer Lawrence is like, "Why is the effermit? Uh, F-, 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 I can't say the word. Effermis? F- I can't pronounce it. I'm sorry. That's a that, that's a first. <laughs> so, uh, but why is that decreasing every time? And essentially, what that is is it's telling you like that it's coming directly at you. Uh, and so Leo's like, "Everybody, leave. Uh, sorry, can't solve this right now." And he has uh, Kate Dibiaski stay behind to can essentially confirm everything with the White House. And they get blown off, uh, not only by uh, the White House, but NASA itself. And then uh, at the White House, they end up referring it to uh, the other educational institutions to, to, I guess, double check. 
And, uh, <laughs> but at first they're just like thrown to the wolves as crazy people. Yeah. That was because they were like, okay, we're going to leak this now. And so Kate's boyfriend, uh, played fantastically by, uh, was it Hiram, Hiram, uh, Patel, Himesh Patel. Yeah. I was mixing up names in my head. Himesh Patel, who I absolutely love right now. If you passengers are not watching it, Station Eleven on HBO Max, excellent. He is fantastic. Mm. In it. But also, if you've never seen Danny Boyle's movie Yesterday, where the Beatles never existed, he is fantastic in that as well. Oh yeah, I still haven't had a chance to watch that. Really, really I know it's awesome. Fun movie. Wait but, a minute, um, we did watch it. No, I didn't. We, I didn't. I didn't make it through that movie yet. Sorry. We didn't review it though, right? No, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. No, and, no. and Himesh Patel was also in Tenet. Oh, yeah. That's okay. I was like, was, I heard uh, from something else. Jack Malik. Mm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, they go, he's he's like a um TMZ reporter, right? Like his character's a TMZ reporter, Philip. Yeah. And so she goes and they're like, okay, well, let's uh actually the NASA guy, Rob uh Teddy Oglethorpe. Dr. Teddy Ogilvy was like, we're going to release this. Uh-huh. So she goes and uh, they go to like this um, Good Morning America type show, like a, a Kathy Lee and whoever else, Hoda, Kathy and Hoda. Yeah. Uh, type situation. But it's um, it is Brie Avanti and uh, Jack Bremer, who are played by Kate Blanchett and Tyler Perry. And yes. They, they really work well off each other. I like the whole uh, staying I- positive all the time. Yes, I mean that toxic positivity is oh amazing the oh, way that they pull that off. So and, funny. Uh, Kate Blanchett, I can't believe. Like at first, you're just like, oh, you know, it's just like another newscaster, right? You know, gorgeous lady or whatever. And you notice it's Kate Blanchett, and it's just like, wait a minute, yeah, hold the phone. I did not know that Kate could do that. I mean, she's a stunning lady already, right? I mean, she's but she a, was she's different in this yeah she was well they have like uh veneers on her like and i love that how so many characters have like big fake teeth yeah uh in and uh you know uh she plays her character to a t but i also have to say another character in the opening uh when they get blown off at the white house is uh jonah hill oh jonah playing jason or lean he is the The yes oh he is just so bad like and he's the chief of staff which makes it even funnier and he's the son of the president played fantastically by meryl streep yes uh Um, no no no, she's the president that's what i said by the president oh i heard senator my bad oh no 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 uh the president i i so uh danielle and i were on imdb recently and uh, she's telling me that jonah hill uh basically combined like all of the Trump kids into one. And then Jonah Hill uh, apparently said that uh, he was trying to personify the fire festival as well. (laughs) And I just, I couldn't think of a more perfect way for one to make that equation, but also like to, to put a description to that character. Oh, yeah. Because he's hilarious. I he's mean, he is just on annoying, all the drugs. Annoyingly he's so hilarious. annoying. Like, annoyingly toxic. Uh, but it's... He plays it so well. Uh, you know, like, he's just so rude to, to be asking the whole oh, time. the stuff he says, though, is just so bad. <laughs> like, he's like... Thanks for dressing up. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But also, where he's like... The only woman I'd ever want to see nude and play or something like that. Like he says yeah. some weird well, stuff. So that's his mom. Yeah. The president is his mom. It's like, I, I can't think of another president that I ever want to see naked. Playboy. Yeah, it was just so weird. And, and it, like, oh. that was another Trump But that's joke, a Trump thing to his daughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, man. But you've got, they blow him off and, and he, he is so perfect in the blow off scenes. Uh, and I say scenes because there's many. Um but we get the, they go and try to leak the information out. And yep. uh, before they go on, Ariana Grande plays this uh, pop oh. star, Riley Bina, who yes. the big news is that she and her uh, boyfriend broke up and her boyfriend's DJ Cello played by Kid Cudi. Yeah. Uh, oh, we, man, that was so cool to see him again. Absolutely loved him in Bill and Ted's uh, Face yeah. the Music. 
Um, but you know, it was so funny because they get them on the they get them on the screen together, and they're like, "Oh, I love you, I love you too." She goes, "He goes, I'm sorry, I cheated on you." Take <laughs> too many back. sleepless yeah. nights. Three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take you back. Um, and then I'm gonna propose, baby. Oh gosh, that was so funny. Oh. And and yeah, and then that's the whole thing. And then after that, it's like these two scientists have to go on. And it was so funny because they were like, yeah. uh, Dr. Randall Mindy, who's played by Leo, they're like, You're not gonna pull well, we need to get you ready. And then yeah. they're like, But we think you'll pull well to to Kate Dibiaski, Jennifer Lawrence's character. <laughs> this, guy, she, this guy over here needs media training, yeah. But He's she slow. ends up being the crazy one that's screaming on TV. She's like, we're all going to die. She becomes a meme, of course. And he's, he's just. She's supposed to be parallel, uh, paralleling. <laughs> Jeez, I can't speak today. Uh, Greta Thornburg. Oh, is she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think like her hair is supposed to be similar oh, to that. That yeah. like, I believe they worked on that in hair and makeup. It's, it's, it was so funny to see that. You know, uh, Steve texted me when I was telling him I was watching the movie and he was like, uh, the Gibbs. Yeah. Stephen Gibbs. Nice. He was like, uh, you know, there are movies where I think Jennifer Lawrence is a bad actress and there's movies where she's like Oscar worthy. And he goes, yeah. this is her being Oscar worthy. Yeah, I agree. And I was like, yeah, man, you're hundred percent right. She is. She absolutely uh, takes this character and runs with it. And it's almost like maybe she believes all of this stuff that she's trying to say in the movie. Um, which is yes, the mark of a good actress, yeah. But I think everyone in this movie is probably all for what the message of the movie is saying, yeah. I mean, it's a great satire on how we've handled, um, like majorly affect, uh, effective, uh, well, it's affecting news, right? As far as it concerns the planet's health, the news, it's the politics, but it's also talking about, uh, the stance that the government takes on, um, on, uh, uh, my brain just went totally science. No, the weather, uh, uh, climate climate change. (laughs) Good God. I could not think of the word trying to sit there and, okay climate change so it's a you know parallels the whole uh fight on climate change as well and so um i just want to go ahead and talk about because it's, it's a huge cast of characters but when they finally decide to believe them we get to hear about this man they want to send to space the presidential apology uh oh gosh the president's apology the, with the gr- the boat and all of the the fireworks going on oh no 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 that's oh. that's the emergency address the they like where he calls the man finally he's like so uh we checked with these other schools with, that's uh, right Harvard that's right that's right and princeton which she's always like dogging other people's schools unless they're ivy league yeah and so like, to the to the uh like the head of planetary defense or whatever he's like yeah you know she went to i think it's university of michigan or something like that uh i forget but uh but then jonah hill just leads into him and is like come on bro and like like yeah. we need to hear this from like from an ivy leaguer and so uh yeah so they finally admit that their friends checked out all the data they got the exact same answer and they're issuing an apology and, is this where they, and during is this they they spell out what happens in the emergency uh address presidential address is this where they where they uh fire her where they're like we're gonna need your resignation yeah exactly yeah, yeah. sorry you're gonna have to take the hit for this and like it's so funny because like the head of nasa was an anesthesiologist yeah and it's like uh so so she had like no qualifications at all she just got that because she knew the right person she knew the president which yeah. that's what the president did at point all these people uh, that she was just friends with. Obviously, she's she's like, oh, I'll get you a kickback or whatever, you know. Yeah, I'll get you a job. It'll pay you. Um, and you know. Also in this cast of characters, uh, Melanie Linsky, who, uh, if you don't know her from anything, yeah. you know her from Two and a Half Men. Mm-hmm. She was the. She's the one that uh, probably killed. Uh, what's his face on the show? Um, the main character, dude, Charlie Sheen. Oh, they hint very heavily that she pushed Charlie Sheen into a moving train. So I haven't actually finished that show. 
when so. he when he disappears when he's like not on anymore oh it's, it's okay. when ashton kutcher comes in and takes over oh that's what okay because i i i watch that show like but if i see it on i'll watch it but i don't like i haven't powered no no it i just remember story. when it came out when the whole thing ended i was like oh but um anyway melanie Linsky, i figured it ended when when ashton kutcher came on so <laughs> <laughs> it's not great when Ashton Kutcher took over. Not saying anything bad because I really like the ranch in that '70s show. But oh, uh, absolutely, yeah. But as far as like, I mean, I'm, uh, although maybe Charlie Sheen had to go, uh, he definitely delivered those lines better. Tiger blood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Melanie Linsky, who also uh, you know she's been in a ton of indie movies and stuff. It was really mm-hmm. nice to see her in this because she plays uh, Doctor. Riley's or Dr. Mindy's wife, June. And uh, then Uh they have two kids at home and uh, that kind of factors into what happens later. But I do want to bring this up before I get any further, because Mm. when they do go to meet the president for the first time, I'm going to go backwards a little bit. This brings in my favorite gag of the whole movie. Mm. The, the general, general, general (laughs) themes who's leading them in there. General themes brings back some snacks and he goes, Oh, they're so expensive. And he's like uh, 10 bucks each. And they each have to pay 10 bucks. Well, Mindy pays for uh, Dibiaski, but they each pay 10 bucks to him and he, he gives them their snacks. It's just like a bag of goldfish and, and a water bottle. Uh-huh. Later on, when Dibiaski goes to do the snacks again, uh, she goes up and she goes, where do I pay for these? And she's like, it's the White House. They're free. And he also, uh, to Dr. Oglethorpe, he's like, oh, man, uh, I only have a 20. Do yeah, you have change? Yeah. And he's like, nope, and takes his 20. Takes the 20. <laughs> <laughs> and so the whole rest of the movie, there's like gags where Dibiaski's like telling the story or that she can't get over the fact that why would he need it comes up at random times and i absolutely love it because it makes me laugh harder every time she brings it up because i'd be doing the same thing yeah like why did that happen why she's like he's a three-star general at the white house why does he need to take our money uh Uh, that was i think that was just like a small little joke that like the the rich like and militant like taking yeah. from the lesser like people who have like less resources and whatnot so i think like that's all it ended up being it's just like he's just being a war man that's his power yeah trip. oh yeah definitely and i think uh doesn't at one point yule timothy chalamet's character yule says that it's like it's a power play or whatever it's like a, yeah um yeah at the, but they're finally towards the end of the movie yeah, but um, Ron Perlman shows up as this uh, <laughs> career military guy, and uh, Benedict Drask, and I yes. love it. They're like, isn't isn't he the guy that was out on the the White House lawn with mercenary? Kids? Yeah, and they're just he's like cursing at the kids and stuff, and it's you, so. You ever seen the inside of a man's torso? Oh. <laughs> That, that was making me laugh so hard. I love Ron Perlman so much. Oh, yeah. He plays that kind of character to a T as well. Oh, he does. Well, and Ron and knowing Ron Perlman is a very political actor uh, slash activist. Like it he makes probably invited think. himself on this film, right? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I got to be a part of this thing, guys. Yeah. Got to get me on here. Um, but he's going to be the astronaut that takes all of the nukes to, to nuke the, the comet coming at them. The, yeah. the funniest part is they didn't even have to send a human. It could have been all remote, but they're like, nope, sorry, Washington's got to have a hero. Yeah. So they're having to put extra resources on this ship just to make it a spectacle. Oh, and, and him going off into space is just, it's the most racist thing. He's like, I want to. And he's singing like a countryside like game from Alabama with yeah. Emmanuel on my knee. Hey. So I love it. He's like, he goes, and uh, and the and this is a message to the Indians, both kinds. Oh, like, I know. Oh my god, he's the he's worst so, man. So like, bad. And then uh, he keeps on going like off into other groups. Oh, and then calling them by like the wrong moniker, oh, like wow. just like so bad. And they're like, uh, uh let's uh, keep uh, comms on mission, buddy. But all yeah. right, Roger that. <laughs> so bad. And then they, and then you find out like, okay, so also we've been introduced to this character, Peter Urshawell, uh, played by Mike Rylance. And he's, he's supposed to be like uh, a Mark Zuckerberg mixed with uh, Steve Jobs, well, like Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, he's a little and, weird. Uh, Bezos. 
and he's a little weird yeah. out there, but he's he's got uh, bash technology, bash phones, bash internet. Like, yeah, and he's he goes in there and he's like, "President, I need to talk to you." Like he's got more clout than the president does. Uh, he's a he's a platinum eagle member or donor, yeah. so he gets full clearance. Oh my gosh! And he goes in there and he's like, uh, basically, we don't hear this, but we basically the mission gets aborted. Yeah. And it's because well, nobody like believes it. Everyone's just kind of like, no, it's course correction, bro. Yeah. And it gets it gets. uh... Well, anyway, um, we find out that there's a certain type of metal, precious metals on the comet. And it's like stupid amounts, like trillions, three trillion, three point two trillion dollars. Uh, no, thirty-two trillion in assets, and it's stuff like iridium, terbidium, things that uh, are really only brought to Earth by comets or yes, but uh, also meteorites. also stuff that's in uh, mines in China, I believe. Yeah, they're they're in the mines because of yeah. uh impacts so but yeah but the problem is is that uh in our pol- politics uh, it just so happens that all the mines the major mines are they're in china and so they're very regulated or china is just not exporting uh in the amount that the tech industry would prefer because you know supply and demand so uh you know america is just please just punch to or bash rather is pleased as punch to at the opportunity to be able to mine this comet, which is a planet killer. And they're just like, well, maybe if we break it up and it's like all, all of these experimental non peer reviewed technologies uh, that, that they're going to implement in this emergency situation, which again, I think kind of brings it home to even uh, our current crisis that that we're in. So uh, that I just think it's so, so funny. Like, the, the the way they go up and uh the way that uh the guy who runs bash portrays himself and i oh. love i love that guy in uh ready player one yeah uh, he was Holloway. Uh, mark rylance exactly playing peter isherwell it was also holloway like i i i love that actor he has this like uh really soft but like it's it's weird because he's soft spoken, but he's like firm in his delivery. Yeah. And uh, oh man, he, he and it's so funny when uh, Leo DiCaprio's character uh, comes up to him with like scientific evidence and wanting his technology to be peer reviewed before it goes into use for this emergency situation, and he just starts going into how much his company. It invades oh, people's privacy. I know how you're going to technology. <laughs> yeah, you're, we have like 44 million data points on you, and uh, you know, I know when you have colon polyps before what months before your doctor knows. By the way, you have five colon polyps. Uh, nothing to worry about, <laughs> but you're going to want to go to the doctor to get them checked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. And he's like, you're going to die sad and alone. But oh, uh, I love he it. predicts the president's death. She's like, she's like, oh, okay, okay, tell me, how am I gonna die? And he's like, you're gonna get eaten by a brack. Uh, what is it? A like brec- a botterack or something? Botterack, like yeah, yeah. And he's like, we don't even know what that is. Yeah, I thought that was hysterical. Yeah, that um, was great. But uh, anyway, you know, we go on, and and it, it, the whole, basically, this whole movie is just one big. Fu to our government right now, and not just yeah. not just our government right now, not just the it, but also the private sector, the ultra rich yes, private sector, ultra rich the the media. government in a general, I would say, yeah, uh, and and how it works and uh, should work and all that, and everyone just plays this perfectly. Uh, Leo, Doctor Mindy gets um, super into the whole, uh, not what is it the uh, glamour of everything because now he's like the hottest uh hottest um scientist yeah Yeah. and he's got magazines (laughs) and people are saying that he's he's uh what was the word they used something elf Elf. yeah (laughs) i'd like to uh, fudge yeah and that was really funny and and of course he starts of course he has a relationship with brie kate blanchett Hey, he's just so starstruck and just you know blinded by the light as it were right Right. And 
like for a minute, like I'm so disappointed. Like, oh, you're so at, mad at what him. he does. But he, I swear, like with everything going on, I think he forgot he was married. Like, That's what it kind of feels like because all of a sudden she shows up and he's like, oh, June. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god i'm married like that's, yeah. that's like literally his reaction but also I'd say, <laughs> I'd say that he he as a he's just an awkward person in general and it almost yeah. feels like maybe he's on the spectrum somewhere like his character is yeah yeah exactly i mean he's, and you see he's got a ton of like when when she comes in for that uh you know, reveal, like, I know that you're cheating yeah. uh, scene. She's throwing all his medications at him. Uh, you know, like, this is how you take care of this man. Because, yeah. Uh, this is what, like, this is kind of everything I do for him type of thing. Uh, and she's throwing the pills, but it's, yeah, it's a ton of stuff that, that she does for him that this lady doesn't know. She just sees that he's the number one man in his field and she gravitated towards that. Uh, and also because of that, she, he made her feel safe. So uh, Kate Blanchett's all over it. Um, but yeah, like he completely forgets about all the good things he has at home with all this mess going on. It doesn't make it right. I was so, so disappointed. And my wife hates how much I like whenever I see infidelity in movies, I'm just like, hey, <laughs> and I go, I go out of rant. But uh, but yeah, it was I was just so like, <gasps> but I, it was done in such a way that it was, it was kind of hilarious because oh, yeah. like I even like Jennifer Lawrence's reaction is like perfect when they go in for that kiss in front of everybody. It's just like, <gasps> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like what is happening right now? Well, especially uh, like later when when he does finally, you know, when like none of it's going to work and he realizes this and he goes on air with her, with Kate Blanchett and, and Tyler Perry's mm. character. And he's like, we're all going to die. Yeah. You guys are going to do this. You got to listen. And then next scene. I love it. Next scene. He's got the 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 cover over his head and he's handcuffed behind a <laughs> a car and, and she's just talking to him and basically Giving him the Dibiaski treatment. And basically she's like, uh. Okay, bye. Like, yeah. Just, Are you still there? No. Yeah. <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah. But oh, but it, it all leads perfectly because Dibiaski was put into that as well, into a cover overhead. And I love it. Jonah Hill's like, oh, yeah, the CIA does that, not the FBI. I, I made them. I yeah. made them. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, I love how she's like, if you're not taking me, unless you're taking me to the bad cave right now, then F you. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a great line. Um, uh, so anyway, the the we'll just get to the meat of it. The the none of the things start work. They shoot off these uh clamps that are supposed to clamp to the yeah, drones. The comet, I'm sorry. Uh and the drones are supposed to shoot down these uh fission bombs that they've made nuclear fission uh exists in this reality or, or is in play in this reality i yeah. say it does exist we just haven't really yeah they, they talk about how they've been working on it in, in a certain collider yeah. so again it's super ex, uh, experimental so um and they think that they can use these this experimental technology to make precise explosions i think they send something like 32 drones uh-huh. and all of them uh, are starting to land and then bunch start blowing up. And I think they lose like six of them or something. And I love it. Uh, she goes, how many can we lose? And, and Peter's <laughs> like, oh, my scientists say that uh, we could lose about 24 of them, or we could, a we four. only need 24 of them to uh, do this correctly or whatever. Yeah. And, they lost way too many already. <laughs> yeah. And then it explodes uh, and doesn't work. And the, the comet's still coming. And, uh, he's like, I've got to go to the bathroom. I will yeah. be right back. And he like pieces out. And then Orlean's like, oh, that is a great idea. I'm going to go to the bathroom too. And yeah. everyone's like, after this, we're getting out of here. And I love it. Jonah Hill's just sitting there going, she'll come back. She'll be back, right? With his Birkin, Miss Birkin bag with the nuclear kills. Oh, <laughs> I love the, the, so Leo and, and Dibioski. So Dr. Randall, Kate Dibiaski and then her new fiance played by Timothy Chalamet Yule uh, are all shopping and they're going to get the end of the world, uh, basically whatever they want to eat. And they bring it over to June's house and he apologizes with flowers and she takes them back. And then they all sit down for this nice dinner. Oglethorpe comes 
and they're all sitting around having this nice dinner talking about they're thankful for he gets that phone call from the the president and she's like look i have two spots in a ship he's like of course you have a ship she's like we're going to repopulate it's got top of the line cryogenics uh and you and another person get it you can either bring kate or your wife or whoever and he's like <laughs> no and uh you know, then it's the, it is the end of the world, which I thought actually was a great ending because yeah, I thought that at one point they were just going to say, no, it, we're, we, it deviated. You know, I felt like that's where they were going to go with it. And I'm glad mm -hmm. they actually stuck with the destruction because it actually nails in the, the climate change. Yeah. That, that uh, it, especially the, that the message that they'll be okay. They have the resources to get, you know, the super rich yeah. have the resources to, to weather that type of thing. And, you know, what they can roll the dice with us, you know, yeah. that, that's, that's the message that, that it sends perfectly. And they have, a, so the ending, they have a really nice uh, dinner and they all say what they're grateful for and thankful for. And then the, the meteor hits and they show us uh, the different places it's hitting. I love, I love the phone call. He's like you and Jason. And she's like, Jason, who of course was uh Jonah Hill's character. She realizes she left Jason. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> was a very home alone Kevin moment. Yeah. And um, the the world is just destroyed. Oh, it's so it's it's done for. You know, there's no, you know, there's there's pieces of it in in places. You even see the house that they were just in floating off as a rock. Um <laughs> and then they show off stuff. And then you find out that uh you see the rocket that they flew off on that the president and all the ultra rich and it's 2000 years later. Yeah. Uh, no, don't no, uh, 20,000. Was it 20,000, 20,000 years later? <clears throat> yeah. Cause that's how long it would take uh, us to reach the nearest star uh, at oh, the speed geez. of light. So they get there and they, you see like these, these, uh, the pods that they're in, one of them crashes off in the distance and blows up. Some of them land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it opens. And I think a couple don't actually yeah. launch. Like they right. get stuck. They get stuck. <laughs> and the thing lands, and you see as the cryogenic things are opening, you see their names on it. It's like oil tycoon, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, you know, blah, you know, all these like, and it's all old people, but the women that come off are these like, or some of them are like younger, pretty girls, because you know, they yeah. brought their girlfriends with them instead of their wives. And <laughs> But they're all sitting there up. going. I didn't think of that. Yeah, and they're sitting there bringing all the old people. I'm sitting there like, oh yeah, repopulation's gonna happen. Uh, but that's not what they're there uh, for. Yeah, I love how you know uh, the president Meryl Streep is just like, oh, what's this animal? It goes right up to it and it just eats her face, like eats her head first. And the the uh, bash representative or CEO is just like, I think that's a bontrac. Yeah, and then he's like, so we should probably not go near them. Don't try to pet them. And <laughs> yeah. you see him backing up towards the pod. <laughs> because all the all these dinosaur-looking creatures are all around them. Yeah. And even even better was when they landed. And she's he goes, oh, 56% of the pods worked. That's yeah. better than I could have expected. Yeah. Like, oh. And uh, the oxygen level is like 10% higher, so they might be lightheaded. Yeah. It was 9%. I knew I remember yeah. that. Uh, also, uh, what made me laugh about that was like, so the way the earth <laughs> was destroyed, they could have still gone into bunkers and been okay, I think. For the yeah, like part. a Greenland type of thing. Yeah, and I'm, I guess for the joke to have worked later was to go in space. So that was funny to me. But um, I was thinking, oh, they could have been in things and they could have repopulated the earth or fixed it or done whatever with it, whatever. But then, uh, did you see the end credits scene? Did you stay? No, the of course end I did. Okay. Of I course I did. Sure. <laughs> I didn't know if there would be an end credits. I, I think I was on my phone and then all of a sudden I, I heard the music stop. And I was like, oh, uh, the end credits scene where it's the White House or whatever there, the NASA. And then you just see this little pile of rubble and it opens up. And of course, it's Jonah Hill, Jason Orlean. <laughs> and he's the like, last man on Earth. <laughs> uh, where are you mom and he brings out his phone and he's like well on the last man on earth he's like tick-tocking himself or whatever don't forget to like and subscribe uh, with, his, with the birkin bag still in hand yep. <laughs> that was fun that was, a good, oh, it was too funny it's a good movie it's a it's a very very fun movie uh i was really surprised by how much i liked it 
Same here. And I, I had to give it a must see. Um, I honestly think it was one of the better uh, movies of uh, 2021, 2021. Uh, and I, uh, I would have had it on my top 10, but uh, we had not talked about it yet. So I would like to amend my top 10 to include Don't Look Up. Yeah, it was it was real good. I it I don't I'm gonna say uh, it is must see dependent on the person. I would like everyone to see it and kind of get the joke, but I don't think there's a lot of people that are gonna get the joke. Yeah, a lot of people are not gonna want to hear this joke. Yeah, it's like a yo mama joke if you said it back in the '90s. And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that a a, a lot of people. Uh, saw more things than we saw politically wise or talked about. So, um, you know, if you want to talk about it, discuss it, go to our uh, Facebook page and discuss it with us. We'd love to just, we'd love to debate and dispute and all of that stuff with our passengers. So, Oh, totally. Um, Let's move on to uh, the and section. All right. So uh, I kind of made I I made a little bit hard for myself. I kind of feel I know which way you're gonna go. Yeah. But uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, and Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Um. I'll I'll just go first because you put it already out there in, in that order that I would have done it already. Yeah. Always see Leo, drag to Jen, and uh, never see Timothy Chalamet. Um, uh, I assume that would be the case. Timothy Chalamet mm-hmm. still uh, unproven, I think, in your circle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, so I, I don't think he's unproven. It's just that I haven't seen him in a whole lot. So he was in Dune. I thought he did a great job. I think that uh, they didn't give us the meat of the story. So that's not really on him. I think that he's a great actor. I just think that I need to see him in something that, you know, completes the story. So like this one, I really liked his acting a lot. He did a great job, especially playing a completely different character from his character in Dune. In fact, quite the opposite. Uh, so that that again, like shows his range. Uh, but yeah, I, I I do have to say that he's new and I really don't know him that well. And that's why he ends up in my never. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, I don't I don't think that was an, uh, a bad thing to have thought there too mine it's gonna be hard for me and i'm gonna go ahead and say this uh i think my always is probably um at this point it's probably timothy chalamet uh my my drag two is gonna be leo dicaprio because uh he's a treasure and my never is gonna be jennifer lawrence unfortunately but i do like her but um I'll, i'll go ahead and say this about jennifer lawrence she is just like uh, our friend Steve said, she is um, up and down with her performances and yeah. uh, she doesn't always knock it home for me. And so uh, again, I will go see her. I would always, you know, but uh, you see, you hear my list, you know, it. yeah. Yeah. So uh, as far as mystique is concerned, are you a Rebecca Romaine or a Jennifer Lawrence fan? I mean, I'm sure you, you... Rebecca Romaine was the better mystique. Uh, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence gave me the better performance in Dark Phoenix. Okay. And I'll okay. tell you why. Because Yeah, her, I agree with that. Her, her death scene. Yeah, totally. That worked oh, for me. Her I that, did not want to see that. I did not want mystique to die. That so yeah, scene that. made me sad because Jennifer Lawrence played it so well. Um but I'm glad she got out of the role because she didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And honestly, I just what like hair and makeup needed to get together a little better because it's like the makeup was almost on point. They almost did an amazing job. I mean, they did do an amazing job, but I felt like they could have done a little better. But the hair, what was with the like slick back? Yeah, I don't know. Hair. I think it was, was like, it, well, because in the comics, she does that. I just think. Yeah, that, but they could have done it better. Yeah, you know, like probably. Was, I, again, you know, that movie was not a great movie to me. I did not care for Dark Phoenix at all. I thought New Mutants was uh, better than Dark Phoenix. Uh, yeah. Um, but it, it, there were some okay scenes. That scene was definitely good. The scene with uh, we're going off on a huge tangent. It was the death. It wasn't. It wasn't great. The death scene was <clears> good. Though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I think that they're all good actors. I think Timothy Chalamet is going to be a force to be reckoned with very soon. Yeah. Um, and I, I Leo DiCaprio is just, come on, it's Leo DiCaprio. He deserved yeah. an Oscar way before this, way before uh, Revenant. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, I am excited for uh, <clears throat> a bunch of his new movies coming up. So, anyway, let's be excited for our sponsor. Ooh, welcome back, passengers, to our birthday and news. Uh, let's just get into it. January 9th, we have the uh, venerable J.K. Simmons. Oh man, uh, the I. I think we've said it a million times that we love this guy, but Whiplash, I love that movie. Oh, Whiplash might be one of his best films. Yeah. Uh, come on. Uh, J.K. Simmons was uh, J. Jonah Jameson. And he was yep. awesome. Always awesome as J. Jonah. He is. And I liked him in uh, Tomorrow War as the dad. Oh, he was. He was probably the best part of Tomorrow War. <laughs> uh, and uh, what? Uh, he was. The voice of um, Ong's son in Legend of Korra. He was also uh, great as uh, the little, the small little bit we saw of him as Commissioner Gordon in Justice. Yeah. League. So it's, like, uh, it's exciting to, to see where he goes. January 10th, we have uh, Jermaine Clement of uh, Flight of the Concords. Yes. His um, business time. It's business. It's, it's business, business time. time. You know when I'm down to my sock, you know what time it is. <laughs> um, but also the fantastic roles he's played. He was great as, um, I can't remember his name, but he was great in the show Legion. He is fantastic in what we do in the shadows. He is a mm-hmm. great um, writer uh, for that fact. And I, when I say what we do in the shadows, I mean the movie, but he's also in uh, one of the, one or two episodes of the show. Uh-huh. But uh, he basically wrote that him and Taiga Watichi. Awesome. Um, January 11th, we have Amanda Pete. I always think of Amanda Pete from um, the whole nine yards, the whole 10 yeah. yards. And of course, one of our all time favorites, Saving Silverman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Those are the movies that if I'm watching Feel an Amanda Pete movie of my friend. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, those are the movies I think of Amanda Pete. I know she's been in some other stuff uh, recently, but I have honestly not seen it. So. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I, I I love the whole nine yards. Oh, Ten yards is a little bit more wacky, still funny, uh, but like I don't necessarily consider that like a mafia movie. But the first I re- one, I do. yeah, well, you know, it's kind of like uh, um, analyze this and that. Yeah. Yeah, although the cast is so strong and yeah. analyze this and that that That's you kind of you can't take it away from the mafia category. True. Um, January twelfth, uh, Rob Zombie. Ooh, more uh, human than human. I am the one. Yeah. Oh, dude, I I have been jamming out to Rob Zombie since I can remember. Like, at I'm trying to remember when I got the first Twisted Metal, I think I was eight. And uh, they were all over the soundtrack. And um, there was that. There was Super Beast. I mean, I, I had a Living Dead Girl. I I have loved Rob Zombie for the longest. Also, not to mention the, the brilliant uh, films he's made, like House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, yeah. The, the, Dare, the Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. The two Halloween was, films. Mm-hmm. Devil's Rejects is still uh, up there in my in my favorite like effed up films category. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I would agree. I mean, it really is a, I would say one of his masterpieces. To... I, I tried watching three from hell. Couldn't. Uh, oh yeah. That one was terrible. I, I uh, couldn't get into it. Couldn't get I watched the whole thing, but at uh, the end of it, I was just like, what? So I, it just didn't sell me. The, I the, prefer, the, the actor didn't sell me. I prefer the ending of Devil's Rejects, <laughs> where we think they die at the end. That's yeah. I'll prefer that one. Um, January thirteenth, we have Michael Pan uh, Pena 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 Pena. Pa- how do you say that? <laughs> Pena Pena. Okay. Uh, you know who he is, right? Yes, of course, man. He's from uh, Ant Man. Uh, why do I want to say his name is Miguel? Is they, this, uh, yeah, Luis. Luis, yeah. Where yeah. he recaps all of the... Uh, I've been watching too much Cobra Kai. Uh, <laughs> where he recaps uh, all of what happens in the Ant-Man movies. And apparently Kevin Feige has said there is a video where Michael Pena 
um, recaps all of the Marvel universe, but he has not released it yet. Oh my God. Release so, the Pena cut. Release the Pena cut. <laughs> Uh, but also, he was uh, so fantastic in the 9-11 movie. Um, I think it was just called 9-11, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. Anyway, he was really good as a, as a firefighter in that movie. He's a good actor. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, he's getting typecasted right now. A little bit. Uh, but uh, he's he is a great actor. Typecasting brings the money, though. Uh, yeah. January 14th, we have uh, the rock god himself, Dave Grohl. Oh, truly, the the last real rock star. Y'all like, get on get on Audible, and do yourself a favor, and buy or use credits or whatever, and get the storyteller from Dave Grohl. It is. I need to do that. One of the best autobiographies that I've listened to. Dave Grohl reads it himself. It feels so sincere. He's it's just it's great. It's like he's it's like Dave Grohl sitting across from you telling you stories of his life. Whoa, it's really good. Plus, you know, I'm gonna do that. Foo Fighters and uh, Nirvana and uh, um, Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, I know. Like all the bands that he's been a part of. He he truly is one of the greats. I do love the story of how he fell off stage and broke his foot real bad. And they told him back. Yeah, well, they told him backstage, we're going to take you to hospital. He's like, if we don't, we're going to have to reset the bone again. And it just, he, they had just reset it. And he's like, guess you're going to reset it. He said it was like literal goo. Like his leg was goo. He fell 13 foot off the stage. Whoa. So they brought him out. They gave him drug. They gave him, you know, some morphine. They brought him out and he played the rest of the concert. And then he went to the hospital and got his bone reset. Wow. Yeah. And then he, not only that, he finished the tour in a crown or not a crown, a throne made of guitars. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Because Dave Grohl is that much of a badass. Because he is. Yes. And then January 15th, uh, we have the very talented Regina King. Yeah. Did you watch Watchmen? The new uh, the new series on HBO? Not the new series, I guess, but the series on HBO? I started it, but I have not. Uh, I think I only got a couple episodes in. Yeah, I didn't get that far in, but uh, I really want to sit down. Not because I didn't like it, just because... I haven't gotten a chance to sit and actually watch it. And I really liked her in Big Bang Theory. She's like the dean or something, uh, yeah. Janine Davis. Yeah, I, it's so hilarious. Like watching Sheldon just try to get favor with her, but just ruin it every time. Well, and then she was the voice of Riley Freeman and Huey Freeman in the Boondocks. As Are well. you kidding me? No. <laughs> You're all yeah, I salute her. Oh my god, I can't tell you how much I love the boondocks and uh to find out that she's the voice actor to both. That's amazing. That's yeah, so cool. She's very talented. I remember seeing her when I was younger in how Stella got her groove back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, she's been on so many shows and in movies that she's just yeah, she's a force. She's a force. Oh, totally. Um, thank you to our celebrity or happy birthday to our celebrities. <laughs> happy birthday. Without you, we would not be able to do what we do. So thank you. I was uh, trying to steal your lines there. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's uh, that was new. You think that after 70 something episodes that we would um, have this down passengers, but there are just times that we we do not. Yeah. Well, let's get on to some uh, news. We um, unfortunately, we're going to start off with something sad. Peter Bogdanovich uh, passed away at the age of 82. 82, yes. Did they say what the cause was? I think just old age. I think. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but he's the director of, of um, I'm sorry. He acted in movies such as The Last Picture Show, uh, Paper Moon. Um, actually, he was the director of the last picture show, um, which is of course, one of our, uh, one of those movies that everyone says made movies. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it may, he was that reason. Um, but yeah, the, a very um, celebrated director slash actor. And it, it is very sad to see him pass. So, and recently he did uh, it chapter two. So 
What did he do in it? Chapter two. Director. No. It says right here. I'm looking right at it. No. Yep. Nope. I think you might be on the wrong person. Uh, Peter Bogdanovich. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, no, no, that's him. Yeah, Bogdanovich. Yeah. He didn't do it. I'm looking. I'm looking right at it. It chapter two was. Uh, oh, he no, he act this. Well, that's weird. It says look, actor. It chapter two. Peter is the direct. That's. I don't know, dude. Andy Muschietti. That's is the weird. That's I, weird. Is your IMDb being crazy? No, but uh, that's what it says. Go to go under actor. It's like the fourth one down. Unless there's a director in the movie. Oh, you know what? So that's what he was. Yeah, but when was there? I'm trying to think what, what they were directing. <laughs> like, when was there a scene of this? Yeah, I don't, I don't even, I can't even remember that. It's been too long. But he did it. I but was, yeah. I was sick as a dog when I watched it in it chapter two. So, oh, really? That's oh, it was, I thought I had COVID. I probably did. It was like right before COVID was announced as like the pandemic. Yeah. And I was really sick and I assumed that I had it. I assume now that I had it because this is before I knew anything about it. Anyway, yeah. whatever. It is really sad that Peter passed away. Um, but now we'll go on to some fun stuff. The phone number in Don't Look Up. I When I saw the <laughs> phone number pop up, I was like, I wonder if that works. I didn't call it. But if you do call it, it is a sex hotline. Uh, and uh, to keep going, there is also a barcode uh, at a certain see, time. QR code, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it takes you to a video of Ariana Grande as uh, Riley Bina. Oh. And uh, Kid Cudi's uh, song uh, for D- uh, Just Look Up. Oh, and by God. the way, I have to say that because uh, it's really cool to find out that she ad lived parts of it, like uh, Turn Off the Shit Fox News and uh, all that line. And that actually made her one of my favorite, like, modern uh, pop artists. Uh, like, I, I, I have to say, like, that totally boosted her up in my book. Oh, she's uh, great. She's great. She's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was another cool little hidden well, thing. I always forget that she was an actress first. I mean, she was a Disney star before she, uh, before she, uh, yeah, I always went forget about that. Star. I always forget that. Um, fans, fans are demanding. That Sam Raimi and Toby Sam Raimi and Toby Maguire get back together and do Spider Man Four. <laughs> I completely agree and applaud that. And I love that video you sent me earlier. The oh, I'm the, back video that was cracking me up. I sent it to Lance and he goes, "What did I just watch?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Somebody spent way too much time A on this." A lot of time. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, a lot of time. Like it was no joke. It, that you gotta that was good. That was there was editing in every frame of that little film. That was it was hysterical though. I was laughing so hard. Oh totally. I was laughing so hard. Um but yeah, I, I think um enough time has passed after seeing No Way Home, after going back and watching the original Spider-Man again. Uh, and seeing that they hold up, right? I would like to see well, the third one doesn't hold up, but I, I would like to see a fourth one. Um, with them, but I would also, yeah. I also want to see a third one with Garfield. So, uh, I'd be cool if they ran their own, you don't have to watch it, but they ran their own. Hmm. I, I'd be cool if they did both of those movies. I actually would want both of those movies. Yeah. I mean, uh, if they gave us one, I'd expect the other. So, yeah. uh, so I mean, he, if it and if it comes out, I would watch it. I hey, dog Garfield all the time. After but No it's Way Home, guaranteed Sony would be, money. Sony would be dumb to do it, to not do to it. not do it. Yeah. yeah, Sony would be dumb to not do it. I mean, it's printing money at that point. Exactly. Um, and then last bit of news, which I absolutely love. This is my favorite bit of news. Yeah, Mike Judge is bringing us middle-aged Beavis and Butthead for the uh, for a new movie <laughs> for Paramount Plus. And uh, if you believe in the multiverse, uh, they've kind of already met themselves. <laughs> no, they, oh, the, they met the, their dads in the desert. <laughs> hey, do you have a match? Yeah. Uh, my, my butt, butt and your, your butt. butt. 
Um, but if you go and you look Mike Judge, uh, Beavis and Butthead, middle-aged or whatever on Google, you will find the, the drawings that Mike Judge has made for the character sketches for middle-aged Beavis and Butthead. And it is about as perfect uh, as you would think it would be. Oh my God. I cannot uh, wait to but, see this. Butthead's chubby and looks gross and Beavis looks the skinny cracked out big hair uh, (laughs) they basically aged up into king of the hill characters yeah well i mean of course (laughs) uh well you know i could have seen um i don't know i forget their names in king of the hill but uh yeah Yeah, beavis is uh the the friend that's got that hat and the glasses that's like totally beautiful yeah that's exactly it and uh butthead is definitely the dude with the balding and yeah yeah um but of course you know king uh king of the hill what was his name i forget his name but um the the main character of king of the hill he why am i going blank he remember he's he's he was modeled after the character from beavis and butthead yes with the shed whacking off in my shed yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you know wash my dog in my my trailer washing the dog in my camper camper. whacking off in my my camper (laughs) i feel a breath of uh breath of two want to do it Get the hell out of the cockpit. You <laughs> said, get out. I love that movie, by the way. Maybe you're lactose intolerant. Well, you know what isn't lactose intolerant? What's that? Our next sponsor. Okay. Hey, Mark, today's sponsor is Pete's Political Pandering. Pete finds your weakness and exploits it for his game. But don't worry, his game can also be your game. That's right. He'll pay you a good amount of money for your suffering. For our passengers, Pete's political pandering will pay you 25% extra if you tell him Pop Culture Elevator sent you. Thanks, Pete. Thanks. Yay! All right, passengers, you know what time it is. It's time for the elevator pitch. Today, Danny has 30 seconds to get our pretend movie executive to agree to a movie idea based on three random words given to us by a random word generator. Danny, are you ready to take a ride? Let's do it. All right. Your three words are dance, star, and gnomes. Dance, star, and gnomes, huh? Dance, stars, and gnome. All right. This takes place in the stars, in space. There is a magical little planet there that lives off of the energy of parties. And without the energy of parties, this this world would disappear. It would collapse in on itself. And this is the story about a gnome who lives on this magical planet full of magical creatures. See, we used to know this planet. That's why we have these myths about gnomes. We have these myths about unicorns and stuff, because we knew about this planet. But we had forgotten about the planet. So anyway, so uh, this gnome lives there and this gnome is a grump because some gnomes are just known to be grumps and he's a grump and he does not want to dance. But without the energy of his dance, because he is a really good dancer, without the energy of his dance, this planet is missing out on being to its full potential. And so it's about his friends or these people who want to be his friends, uh, helping him learn the power of magic and dance and being happy. And uh, it's like a happy little movie. It's uh, it's a, it's children with like adult jokes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I would call it a party on a moon of Endor. <laughs> Sounds awesome. You know, the, <laughs> there is there. It's going to be a little little risque because in one scene in the very background, there's going to be a unicorn. But instead of a horn, it's it's a it's a phallus. <laughs> and only adults will notice it in the background. Yeah. The the. And then some furries, I'm sure, will appreciate sure. it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my movie. That was a really simple one. I like that. That's really simple. And I I, uh, I would watch that whether it was a child film or whatever, uh, you know, like an Ewoks movie, which I love. Uh, and <laughs> if it was something like that, I would totally watch it. How many times have you watched it on uh, Disney Plus, the, uh, the, the Ewoks? The Ewoks? Uh, I would say like twice each. Nice. Yeah, they they are near and dear. You know, I can I'll never forget Sakura Crash. You know, all that that it's awesome. And then the one where they they beat the gigantic 
monster on like a huge staircase. It's awesome. It's a great tale. I haven't watched little, the Ewok movie since I was a kid, so I don't remember any of it. Little people doing big things, man. The power shortage got to give them their props. <laughs> one was actually, I think one came out the theaters and one came out straight to VHS or maybe it was on TV. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. We were big Star Wars fans in my house. So anything that was of the, the verse, like we had the VHS. Sure. That makes sense. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Elevator. We love you, passengers. And remember, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at popcultureelevator at gmail.com, Instagram at popcultureelevator, Twitter at PCE Podcast, and our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. Thank you again for listening. We will see you next Wednesday.